Talks of the Year. And we've got a super exciting system to talk about today called the lymphatic system. I know everyone is so excited to understand the lymphatic system. It's, it's not, doesn't sound real exciting, does it? The lymphatic system. Uh, but hopefully we can change your perception of it a little bit, uh, give you some information about it, tell you a little bit about how it works and its relative importance to your overall health. Because that's what we do here on Chip Talks. We try to tell the truth. We try to let you know in a little deeper way, maybe, than you've been taught how you work. And again, it's not, you know, God doesn't build stupid, complex, and chaotic systems. God builds orderly and logical systems that should be easy for all of us to understand. And if it's not, it's probably interfered with in some way, okay? So that's at least my belief system. I don't know what your belief system is, but that's mine. Um, so it's important that we discover these truths about how we work, because again, no one's going to give that to us. No one's going to you know, hand us these truths. Um, these truths we have to discover on our own, in our own way, and through things like this. So, you know, I'm discovering my truths through other people's truths that lead me to deeper truths. How's that for some riddles and mystery? Um, but anyway, I, you know, you'll see what I post and the things that I do on social media and how we um, really kind of dive deeper into things. But I read all kinds of stuff. I learn from all kinds of people. Most of the people that I learn from are not great academics are not Nobel Prize winning laureates or not people that academia or any institution holds up. The people that I learn from are common people, just like you, just like me, people that get curious and people that get obsessed, literally, you know, that God puts the bug in their ear and they get obsessed about whatever their field is. And so, you know, guilty of that, um, but others are too. And so I like kind of finding those people and digging out these gems that um, have been overlooked by the mainstream that maybe give us a deeper understanding of things. So we're going to talk about all that all the time. That's what Chip Talks is all about. But today we're going to talk about the lymphatic system, okay? So in the lymphatic system, we all think of as, oh, that's a ho-hummer, isn't it? The lymphatic system. But the lymphatic system is super important to your health. Again, it, you urinate all the time, don't you? Well, that's the output of your lymphatic system. And we all have to have a waste management system, right? So your blood system, your circulatory system, is kind of the thing that delivers nutrients and oxygen and things like that to cells. And then on the back end, your lymphatic system is what pulls out all the kind of garbage and junk, and, and you eliminate that in various ways. But your lymphatic system is super important. And it's important the crossover points between your blood system and your lymphatic system. So, you know, where does the gunk, you know, transfer? Where do white blood cells transfer? Because white blood cells are a product of both your lymphatic system and your circulatory system. Okay, so we're trying to deal with a little bit of background noise here, but we'll 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 try to try to get through that as best as possible, um, and and that's part of reality here because we do this from Neighborhood Nutrition. So if you're in Ada and you want to come see us do a show live, uh, we're right here in Ada, Oklahoma, right off the picket exit, about a mile out of town, um, and you know we'll we will have people in and out of here while we're doing the show. So uh, say hi. There you go. <laughs> 
Okay, well, let's get right into it. So today we're going to talk about the lymphatic system. And I'm going to start off this conversation today with uh, circadian rhythms, believe it or not. Um, we all work in a sort of a predictable way. We rhythmi rhythmically express things, let's say, throughout the day based on our circadian rhythm. And our circadian rhythm is really set by the sun. But this slide that I'm showing you are things that modify or could modify that circadian rhythm. So I want you guys to start thinking about yourselves as really kind of almost like a computer. And we're programmable. We're programmable with our inputs. So how would we program our computer? Well, temperature plays a role in how we program our computer. So if you make yourself cold, you actually make your, you improve your immune response. You make yourself better. Um, if you eat, again, you're going to change your immune response. You're going to change your metabolic rate. You're going to change a whole bunch of stuff inside you. Just the process of eating puts you in a weakened state for five hours. Just eating, okay? So your metabolic processes, so how you build muscles, when you build muscles, when you release hormones, when you convert uh, cholesterol to estrogen and testosterone, um, <laughs> all revolve around a metabolic clock. So again, that doesn't happen. That only happens certain times of day. If you don't understand those processes, and let's say you eat in the middle of that process, that's going to mess things up. Our immune response is timed and synced to the sun. So again, our immune response is stronger at certain times than it is at others based on the sun. Uh, we're impacted by radiation. Our environment plays a huge role in how your genes express and how you deal with things. And in fact, you have a whole environmental sensing system called TRP that we'll probably talk about in great detail down the road because uh, it inputs to all of this stuff. So just some quick examples of the lymphatic and, and how it is circadian. So you've got a couple of studies there that you guys can go dig out if you want to. Um, again, your brain system, lymphatic system, so the waste management system in your brain is called the glymphatic system, okay? So, and let me read you about the glymphatic system just real quick. So the glymphatic system is a network of paravascular spaces, so spaces in between things, that promote movement of cerebrospinal fluid. So again, the stuff that runs through your spine, the super duper important stuff to your neural network, into the brain and clearance of metabolic waste. So the important thing here, clearance of metabolic waste. This fluid transport system is supported by the water channel aquaporin 4 localized to vascular end feet of astrocytes. So what does that mean? At the end of your basically uh, astrocytes, brain cells, which are neural cells, there's this transport system that will take away waste called the glymphatic system. The glymphatic system is more effective during sleep. Okay, circadian, yes. But whether sleep timing promotes glymphatic function remains unknown. So we still don't know everything we need to know here. Uh, this last part, though, this last part about, you know, we need to pay attention basically to this glymphatic uh, response and that, that it happens at night um, because it's our waste management system in our brain, okay? So super duper important. Um, why is it important? 
changes in brain drainage systems are linked to Parkinson's disease. Neuroimaging evidenced of glymphatic system dysfunction and possible REM sleep behavior disorder and Parkinson's disease. Children with autism spectrum disorder present glymphatic system dysfunctions evidenced by diffuse and tensor imaging along paravascular space. The glymphatic system and waste clearance with brain aging a review. Yeah, seeing why it's important now that we need to understand these things. If our brain can't eliminate waste, it backs up and it causes problems like Parkinson's and dementia and autism and things like that. So very important that we're able to uh, deal with the waste in our brain. I'm gonna walk you through this cell cycle real quick. Again, I know this really doesn't have much to do with the lymphatic system, but it kind of does. I just want you guys to remember this, that again, cells go through cycles, right? These cycles happen in a circadian way, and in particular in your lymphatic system. So you might remember from high school biology, we all memorized this stuff and then we immediately forgot it, right? So the phases of cell development, uh, but there they are for you. And again, the kind of the end phase is something called mitosis, and that's where the cell will duplicate. So it will duplicate itself. But the cell will have a function like, you know, keratinocytes grow hair, uh, epidermal, you know, uh, cells do all kinds of really cool stuff. Fat cells do all kinds of really cool stuff. So cells will have a function. Cells will have an important function. Sorry for the background noise. But cells will have an important function. And that function will be demonstrated through these different phases of cellular development. So again, like the, the work that a cell is doing might only happen, you know, in the S phase. I'm not sure exactly. And again, I'll, by the time we start talking about this in detail, I will have all this uh, completely mapped out. But where cells do their work, let's say. So something like a hair cell, you know, where does it initiate and grow the hair follicle? Well, it's somewhere, you know, in this cellular process. So the reason that I tell you this is because, again, you can see how, you know, a cell will start its process, you know, based on nutrients, based on mating factors, based on cell size, based on circadian, based on all the things that we talked about right at the first, so temperature, all that, has an impact on when the cell starts its cycle and how it cycles through everything. Cells are always regulated by growth factors, okay? So every single cell in your body will have a growth factor associated with it, and that growth factor will help that cell do its work and do its job. There are restriction points, okay? So that can get interrupted, like how that cell basically is growing. What does that look like? Well, there's certain checkpoints. Again, you don't want screwed up DNA, so there's a stop point you know, for damaged DNA. Uh, there's a stop point for unreplicated DNA, and then there's a stop point for chromosome misalignment in your, in your cells. So there are these nice kind of checkpoints. Um, and then the last thing I want to sort of walk you through here is P, something called P53. And P53 is a stop point, a checkpoint in a cell, and it says stop doing kind of what you're doing. You're damaged. You need to go away and die. This is the cancer protein by the way, boys and girls. And this is why the cancer protein works. It's just basically telling the cell, stop what you're doing because you're damaged. Don't do it anymore and go die, okay? So we'll, this will be part of every 
thing that we do in the future, I'll kind of walk you guys through this again and again and again, because it's super important uh, just to understand. Okay, so what is the human lymphatic system? Well, this is it, right? So, and you can kind of see what it looks like uh, throughout the human body. There's different nodes, and so the lymphatics of the mammary gland are kind of interesting. That's where uh, breast cancer can kind of take hold. It, it's that's super easy to see though on a thermal imaging camera. So really easy to see lymphatic heat on a thermal imaging camera. And what do I mean by that? Well, here's some uh, heat. And uh, what I want you to mainly focus in on here is look at the um, in between the like elbows. So the other side of the elbows in the hinge of the elbow. See how hot that is or white that is. And then also look at her belly button and look at how hot her belly button. Her belly button is 94.8 degrees hot and her average body temperature should be about 96 in this uh, photograph. So the belly button should be definitely, uh, belly button should be definitely cooler, which it is, but it shouldn't be hotter than the lower digestive around it, which it is by almost a degree. So that indicates, you know, something's going on there. Anyway, but the, it's, this stuff is easy to see with thermal imaging, and I'll show you some other examples in a second. Okay, so again, the human lymphatic system, what does that look like? Again, it's composed of the thymus. The thymus is in your kind of bottom of your throat. Uh, again, that's an easy thing to see on the thermal imaging camera if that guy's dysfunctional or not. Um, but lymphatic is something that's you know easy to sort of assess and, and uh, look at uh, with tools like thermal imaging. You can kind of see how you know the drainage system works there through on the right uh, graphic through how it works through your skin and kind of how your lymphatic vessels you know move stuff around to lymphatic nodes and then that all eventually um you know comes out through your urine processes um so that's how you eliminate it all right so what are issues with the lymphatic system so what are the things that could go wrong with the lymphatic system um, I don't know, I was going to put a picture in there, so sorry about that. We've got you know, our text over here on the left and no picture on the right. Um, but And it's a lot of text, so I'll just sort of walk you through it. But uh, anyway, what could go wrong with a lymphatic system? Well, what can go wrong is really bacteria. And bacteria, especially gram-negative bacteria, um, they have this stuff on their cell walls called LPS. Okay, so it's lipipolysaccharide. And in, let's say, rouse, rouse <laughs> mice and rat models, if I want to study inflammation, if I want to cause inflammation, I could use LPS to cause, you know, cells to become inflamed. It's an easy way to cause cells to become inflamed. But anyway, if you have a gram-negative bacterial infection, you're going to have lots of LPS all through your lymphatic system. Um, and again, that's super easy to see on thermal imaging, and we'll, we'll, I'll show you that in a second. Um, again, so what is tied to LPS? A lot of stuff, including autism, which is interesting. So uh, LPS causes a lot of problems. It causes a lot of chronic inflammation. Um, if I can get you chronically inflamed, then you're going to just have a lot of other problems because of that chronic inflammation. You're going to have trouble with sugar. You're going to have trouble with you know, diabetes. You're going to have trouble with weight. All different kinds of things are going to start going wrong if you have a lot of LPS-type inflammation. 
Now, is this easy to see? Yes, so again, the picture on the left over there is um, from the internet, right? So, but that's a lady with a lot of lymphatic inflammation. Um, incidentally, a lot of people, uh, just FYI, you know, if you're a lady out there that um, has had some of this thermal imaging done and you see this done, a lot of people are reading that as a bacterial infection, you know, associated with breast implants. Um, that's not what it is uh, at all. So this is just lymphatic heat that you're seeing over there on the left. And that'll be always kind of right in the middle of the breasts and kind of under the breasts. And then you could, it's also indicated um, in the belly button. So you can always see heat, you know, in the belly button. So that this is a whopping bacterial infection looks to be um, that is, you know, racing through this person's lymphatic system. Um, and probably they're having a lot of gastric upset. They may be having a lot of other problems. Um, on the right, you see another demonstration of lymphatic inflammation, and that's just heat in the fingernails. So, um, you know, I don't have enough analysis done on this picture to tell you if this person also has RA, but that's also kind of what RA looks like when you see heat in fingers. But heat in the fingernails is indicative of lymphatic heat, and again, that's in indicative of LPS type inflammation. So these people probably, and again, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not gonna diagnose anybody, but as a researcher and looking at the data, I would say that it's likely that these people have some kind of gram negative bacterial infection that's causing LPS and chronic inflammation. Okay, so can you treat this stuff? Yeah, you can treat this stuff at home. So how do you treat LPS type issues? Well, again, you're gonna hear me go back to the same old premises. And the reason that I do this, guys, is because again, all this goes back to the sun. Everything goes back to the sun and, and some notion of God associated with the sun. In every single religion, we have this notion of fasting, okay? so it's part of kind of our message from God is that the importance of fasting, you know, look at food as an issue, look at the importance of food, look at what we're putting in our bodies. How are we programming our computer? And isn't that part of what any religion should teach is gosh, you know, if you start from super duper unhealthy and diseased and, you know, full of bacteria, how godly can you be? How spiritual can you be? So anyway, intermittent fasting will help with lymphatic issues. And again, it, how, how does it help? What well, helps attenuate LPS and the inflammation associated with it. Um, and again, this study and memory impairment, you know, has to do directly with, you know, dementia and uh, Alzheimer's, okay? So um, the bottom study has to do with the development of something called bifidobacteria. Now, bifidobacteria are bacteria that seem to be super helpful to us. Um, they grow from like fibrate, so they grow from fiber sticks. So when we hear the importance, you know, when you listen to somebody say, well, fiber is really important in our diet. Why? Well, because it promotes bifidobacteria and bifidobacteria will inhibit LPS and they will reactivate uh, NF, uh, basically uh, NF uh, kappa beta, so and which is really important signaling mechanism. It's involved with cancer. It's involved with your immune response. It's involved with a whole bunch of stuff, and you don't want that guy shut off. 
um, it's involved with how you build uh, your type 2 uh, immune response. So it would be involved with allergies, it would be involved with a lot of different stuff. And the weaker that is, let's say the weaker that's activated, the more susceptible you are to all that kind of junk. But it's super important, super duper important. Your immune system is just really detailed. Um, but anyway, that's kind of an overview of the lymphatic. We'll get into it a lot more um, as we kind of move through the month. So we've got, we got you know, the spleen as part of your lymphatics. So we're going to talk about the spleen. We're going to talk about white blood cells, kind of what they do in the lymphatic. Um, we're going to talk about synovial fluid. We're going to talk about the bio labs in Ukraine even. Yeah with this lymphatic discussion, because again, that's what they were doing in Ukraine was they were studying lymphatic kind of crossovers. They were studying synovial fluid in joints, which is a lymphatic crossover point. It's also a quite skippy way for pathogens to uh, take root, let's say. Um, so, you know, somebody was doing some dirty over there in a bad way, but there's still stuff that we can learn from the dirty being done. I think that dirty was us too, sadly. Anyway, we'll see you guys later. That's all for this year. So have a merry 2022 ending. Be careful Saturday if you're out and about doing things. Um, drive safe, all that, or don't drive at all. Just stay home. That's what we're going to do. Anyway, love you guys. We'll see you.